Hello and welcome everybody to the Formula of Film. My name is Merry Steve. Merry Christmas. <laughs> no. That was... Happy holidays. Oh, I guess, yes. Happy <laughs> holidays. That's very insensitive. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking asshole. But yeah, welcome to the Formula of Film. My name is Steve and I'm joined by my brother Kevin. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yes, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we are going to talk about something that's super popular right now. And and I will already say that I'm warning you that there will be spoilers. Um, and I know people, just being on social media, I know people have been up in arms about uh, the spoilers that have been happening for this show because yeah, people are and... posting shit. And I and I believe I agree with these people. Like. Don't be posting shit, like, at least, like, if you're going to post something, post it in a story and let people know that you're going to spoil something. Because not everybody yeah. has access, or not everybody has time to sit down and watch shit, you know, like this, and take the time to just binge a fucking show or watch it when it comes out every week, you know? Some people don't have the time. I so. agree, and I think that um, <clears throat> I've seen uh, titles for articles for this particular show... That we're actually what we're gonna do this episode is we're not even gonna tell you what we're talking about. You're just gonna, just gonna have, have to, to guess. It out. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. But uh, we're we're gonna see. Uh, there, there's uh, when I whenever I look at like articles and stuff, like just their picture or the title or something is a spoiler in and of itself, and it drives me crazy when articles do that. So, I yeah, I I think. We need to probably do it more ourselves. Just say that there's a spoiler alert coming up because because I had the Red Wedding spoiled for me a while back for Game of Thrones, and that was the saddest spoiler, I think, ever because that is just such a monumental scene of that entire show that it knowing that people were going to die beforehand the 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 scene still struck me really hard it was a really good scene um but having it spoiled just like diminished it just a little bit more oh totally um, so yeah i i i feel strongly that there should always be some sort of spoiler alert type of thing but today we're going to be talking about the mandalorian um because mostly because we kind of talked about a Star Wars, we had a Star Wars episode um, around the holidays beforehand uh, a couple of years ago or last year. Last remember. year, yeah. Was it last year? Oh my god, it, it was, feels like a decade. It does it feels like forever? Twenty twenty feels like it's a we're in like a time vortex, <laughs> and it just <laughs> every yeah, day feels like four it, days. It feels like <laughs> January first is going to be twenty twenty. Like it's just gonna happen <laughs> it again. It's gonna be a freaking groundhog <laughs> yeah. day effect. Ugh. Um, but what? Before we get into it, I do want to uh, mention one thing I've been watching lately. Um, or actually, I just finished. Uh, I I don't know if you've seen this, Steve, but the Queen's Gambit on uh, Netflix. Have you? seen I that haven't show? seen it, but I've heard. I I mean, I've just seen people praising it. My God, like, I wish they would make more shows that are just limited series that are just like almost like a long movie 
I think it's seven episodes, um, seven 45 minute to an hour out long episode. And it was really good. They just the ability to tell a story within that amount of time is like, it's, it's succinct. It's just nice. I, and, um, it was a whirlwind of emotions, uh, through those seven episodes. Um, so you should watch it. It's a very good show. And the the act like I think most of the actors actors I only noticed one actor and that was because he was in Game of Thrones. Uh he played one of the kids um who was helping uh Bran. It was it was the boy who dies. I forget what his name is. Um but he is now more grown up and he's in the show but everybody else is pretty much a no-name actor well the main the main actress anya taylor joy she's kind of is she known i've never seen she's not huge but she's she's like decently well known oh really like she's kind of an up she's more she's more of an up-and-comer you know like she's Hmm. been in some uh decently received film yeah she she was really good in this though um and like I said, just a whirlwind of emotions. Very good uh, storytelling, in my opinion. So definitely check yeah. it out. Honestly, I think we're starting to see that series are the best way to deliver a story. That's just my opinion because not, and I'm not diminishing film in any way. Like if you want, like film can deliver a story in an amazing way. It's just these TV series, you have more time to develop things that you wouldn't have in a film you know i agree with that and uh one thing quick thing i'll say is i'm listening to this podcast called potterless uh and that's actually pretty good it's about this uh this guy who's reading harry potter for the first time and he's like older um and he just talks about like all the books and it's really good but one thing he talks about which i completely agree with is um harry potter should just be a series like they should have made it into a series because uh a lot of stuff in the movies or a lot of stuff is cut from the books in the movies like they barely um touch certain areas and a lot of people who really love the books don't like the movies as much and that's that's what i learned by listening to to this podcast and i i didn't i didn't really realize it i read the books myself um and i i do like the books i did like the movies as well but i can totally see where he's coming from a lot of it was cut and it's and it's almost a little bit different because of it so if things were told more in a series fashion you'd get more story and you'd be able to develop characters a lot better and yeah. things would make a lot more sense. No, I think with something like Harry Potter, it probably should have been a series because there was so much content there, and there's so, and it's such an amazing world that they could have built. Like, it could have been an amazing TV series. Like, I, and I I like the movies. They're definitely nowhere near as good as the books because the books just build this world that's just so fucking cool. And the the movies show an awesome world, and you get to go into that world for a little bit. But the world is so dependent upon uh, Harry, Hermione, and Ron that like you lose out on all these other cool characters that are in the book. Right, exactly. And like 
the thing I think they should make films out of are obviously made for film um, movies and short stories. So think of some of the some some great movies that were made out of short stories, like Green Mile or. I think Green Mile was a um, short story by relatively Stephen short. King. Like I think relatively Shawshank and, and Green Mile are yeah they're like novellas I think. Yeah, and and like they're shorter, so they can be told in a long movie. Like those those movies are pretty long too, um, and they're really good. So I I think when when you take a novel, a giant novel, and try to make it into like an hour and a half movie or two hour movie you end up cutting a lot, which is, is kind of sad when, when yeah. those adaptations but, come out. And, and you also have to look at, like, the uh, the constraining environment of, like, Green Mile or Shawshank. They're both, they both take place at pl- prisons in one area. You don't have to develop these areas that much. You can just show it. You don't, like, in Harry Potter, the world is almost a character, and you want to develop the world, and it's harder to do right. that in a movie, you know? that especially a world that's as big as Harry Potter. Like I know we talked about, uh, this is kind of getting, I guess we're going away from the Mandalorian for a little <laughs> bit, but the, but we talked about seven and how the city, uh, they did such a good job of making that like its own character. And if they developed Harry Potter into a TV show, they could have done that more with the world that they created. Right. Focus more on the wizarding world mm-hmm. of Harry Potter. And now going back to the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. This is one of the, I mean, they, they have other series for Star Wars, but this is one of the big uh, series that actually really helps develop the Star Wars universe. And the Star Wars universe is pretty huge. This, this in my opinion, this whole series adds a lot uh, to the Star Wars universe, a lot of interesting aspects. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And that's why I agree with Steve wholeheartedly that they should do more of this type of stuff. Um, and in fact, they are doing more of this type of stuff with with Star Wars, especially oh, looks like for better or for worse. Uh, they're making, I think, like nine new series is coming out for uh, Star Wars. I mean, it makes sense. Star Wars is a it's a universe. You can build a lot of stuff um, from it. So. I don't think it's going to be terrible that they they actually do all these things as long as they're is they're moving away from the Skywalker um, uh, trilogy type of stuff. If they if they move away from those stories and tell different stories throughout the universe, I think I think these uh, shows are going to be good. Um, yeah. Even though Obi Wan kind of is going to have to follow the Skywalker story, but it's more about Obi Wan as a character and. I like Obi-Wan. I don't think you, even though you, you see him a little bit in the prequels and very a very small amount in A New Hope, um, you don't really get a developed character out of yeah. him. So I mean, there's the Clone Wars show and stuff, too. Yeah, there is, but the, even he's not, like, heavily in the Clone he's... Wars show either. So Yeah. I mean, he's a little bit more developed, but not. he's not, like, you know, like Anakin and stuff and Osaka right. and all, all that stuff. Ahsoka, yeah. Ahsoka, I mean, yeah. So, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about The Mandalorian. And one of the things Steve just mentioned, Clone Wars, is I, I would highly recommend you watch The Clone Wars. Um, skip around if you can. Maybe, maybe look at a guide that tells you what episodes to watch. I think it's a good show, but there's a lot of filler in there. Um but 
it gives you a lot of characters that are actually called to called back to in the Mandalorian. And you, a lot of people won't even recognize if they've never seen like Clone Wars show, which I know a lot of people haven't, um, they won't even recognize these cameos like Ahsoka being in the Mandalorian or Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan, yeah. Being in in the show, See, I actually, I mean, I just started watching Clone Wars because of Mandalorian. Because I was like, oh dang, all these characters and Dave Filoni did a good job on Mandalorian producing, and he worked on that. So I kind of wanted to check it out, and I've started watching it, and I watched like seven episodes, and I love it. Like it's really, it's it's really good. Yeah, the animation is very good, and the um, the voice actors. Voice actors are great. My God, I the the voices of Anakin, Obi Wan, and Mace Windu, it is uncanny how close these guys' voice are to the actual actors who played them in the movies. Like Anakin's and uh, Mace Windu's are spot on. I I, I could have swore that was Sam Jackson playing. <laughs> <laughs> playing when i first again. heard his voice i was like did they get sam jackson to do this dude that's I know. wild and I, just... I mean i wouldn't have put it past sam jackson to do it you know yeah i wouldn't either so i was just like wow but um uh the guy who plays obi-wan also gets obi-wan's like tone of mm-hmm. voice perfectly too and i i think a lot of credit goes to Ewan mcgregor doing that um but it, it's just it's awesome how they did that show i'm very happy with the voice acting um but yeah let's talk about the mandalorian yeah i guess well let's just strictly talk about season two okay yep let's let's do that because uh, so, i mean i think season one was great but i think season two was actually a lot better just that's just my personal opinion like yeah i would agree i i i like the i liked season two a lot more i usually like um i usually like the first seasons of any series worse <laughs> than uh, any other like season of a series yeah. i don't know what it is it's just that slow build up like origin type story is a little slow for me at yeah. times and and learning who the characters are and all that um, and I feel like a lot of, a lot of the time, you end up with almost similar types of origin story type stuff. There's like a similar effect that goes on in almost every show because you gotta you gotta learn the characters and all that. But once you learn the characters, then you can start immersing yourself in the world. And uh, season two is definitely where this really starts kicking off yeah i mean season one is, is amazing like it I, re- is. I really it love is. season one i did um, too they're built like a, a lot of it for me is the is the world that they're building in the the how they i just feel that they didn't do the star wars world justice in the sequels um they didn't no, i don't either I, f- I feel like they just didn't explore the world in the right way where mandalorian is exploring it in a fucking awesome way yeah yeah i mean he's going to different planets he's seeing different alien species and stuff like that and i feel like uh star wars the sequels 
focused a little bit too much on the war itself and not enough on the the actual planets and stuff like that um and the 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 robust like diversity that the whole star wars universe has to offer um and that's where i think that that's what i think a huge miss was in the sequels yeah um and they focus too much on the skywalker uh um uh, story yeah and and the prequels didn't i don't know I, the... I mean they're telling a story but the prequels didn't and the the um the originals didn't i don't feel like they did either so it's because like the world building was still there right like what i feel like they just said fuck the world building we don't need to do world building in in the new star wars we the world's right. already there we don't need to build it anymore but in the, the prequels, George Lucas was still trying to build these new planets and shit that they were going to, you know, and it was great. The the new planets are cool. Right. And that's the huge thing about Star Wars is this, this, this galaxy that you've never seen before and learning about these other planets and seeing all this stuff is a really huge part of Star Wars. And right. when you take and- that away... Yeah, the characters could still be fine, but you're taking away a part of Star Wars that people love, you know. Um, and I feel like for me, that's I actually enjoy the prequels more than the sequels, even though people shit on the prequels. I like them for the worlds that they're creating, for the the environments that they go to, and all all of that stuff that George Lucas is very good at doing. Yeah, and I th- I think they um, I think. Star Wars has this corniness that is well done in the prequels and well done in the originals. And I think it's captured pretty well in the Mandalorian as well. I think they have that Star Wars like joke that they, they, they have the jokes of Star Wars. They, they hit it spot on. Like they, the callbacks are like perfect to the original and the prequels. It just feels like you're in a Star Wars universe. Whereas the sequels felt like it was like forced. Yeah. I think Rogue Rogue One also hit on the, the Star Wars yeah, like I love Rogue spark. One. Uh they 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 really followed the style and the um the feeling of the Star Wars universe. And like I said, the Mandalorian does that too. Like yeah. just just the corny little uh, random things that he says to like the baby Yoda and baby Yoda just eating those eggs, even though a lot of people didn't like that. That's like something you would see in Star Wars, some random stupid joke that they threw in there. Yeah. Um, no, I him- think that, that like that joke didn't make me laugh and I didn't hated either it was just like it was there you know and it did feel star wars because it was just there and i didn't like understand why people were so angry about it i just didn't get it i was just like well it's a fucking yeah he's eating a fucking it's a tv series he's not really eating a fucking egg (laughs) like it's a fucking prop like he's not it's not a real thing it's a it's a story why are people acting like this is real life i don't get it 
That's what throws me off when people get so upset about things like that. Well, and he's a baby. so He's a baby, it, yeah. He He's baby Yoda. He doesn't ne- necessarily know that he's eating this, like, last of the species frog um, thing. He doesn't know that he's eating her eggs and killing off her young. He's just like, mm, it's a good snack. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> So I I really didn't understand why people were up in arms about that whole sequence because you're getting angry at a baby, (laughs) practically. Um, And if it was like Mando sitting there chowing down on these eggs, then (laughs) that would be a little little bit different. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, this dude knows what he's doing and he's fucking (laughs) chowing down on an egg. Just smiling. It's not like he was saying oh good for you he was like don't fucking do that don't eat those eggs you can't do that man exactly yeah and trying to reprimand him you know and but he he was hungry and to me it was like a goofy callback to the species of yoda because yoda if you remember when you meet him the first time he's like stealing snacks from uh uh luke like Luke's got That's these like true. this like food and he's just like this crappy food and he's like grabbing it and eating it and he's like blah this is gross. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't of, think about he's that. He's almost like acting like a baby Yoda. Because then there's the other one where the kid won't give him the cookies, you know. Right. And then he takes the cookies and yeah. So it, I think those are callbacks to Yoda's ca- character and like that's his race. That's what they that's what they do. They like to nibble on weird things um and i i thought that was that was kind of nice and and kind of like you said i didn't laugh at it but i was i i was entertained by it yeah i didn't there wasn't like it was fine i I thought and one last thing i want to say about this like series in general is the practical effects it's one thing you need to focus on in star wars in general like i think that that's one of the things that the prequels gets a my a big minus from he really focused a little too much on um cg and whenever this particular show uh focuses on practical effects and uses practical effects they are really good with it like having baby yoda not be this cg blob uh, walking around was the best decision that they ever could have made, and if they if it was CG, I I think I would have hated the show in general. <laughs> um, having it be a puppet is amazing, and even having like some of the other aliens in the show just be most of the aliens are practical. Yeah, almost almost everything in this show is practical, and that's a callback to the originals. The originals were all practical effects, minus the bullshit that uh, George Lucas tried to add later on. Um, everything is practical because obviously it's the '70s; it had to be practical. But that's what added to the charm of the Star Wars universe was these Muppets or puppets or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them. I think it was, wasn't it Jim Henson did some of these puppets? I don't know. Maybe he didn't. I'm not sure about that. I'm not going to say yes or no because I don't know. Then I would have, maybe. I mean, Frank Oz played Yoda, so 
I, I know he has ties to Jim Henson, but I'm not gonna say that. It yeah, was I can't. I Jim can't Henson. remember. Um, For some reason, I feel like it was, but. But yeah, I just uh, maybe we'll go like episode by episode. Yeah. Um. So the first yeah, episode. Well, I just want to point out that uh, the creator of the show is John Favreau. If if yeah. people don't know. John Favreau created the show, and there's a lot of other like really good directors and producers that are involved in the show, and they're and and I think a lot of it is just people who just fucking love Star Wars. Like they they just found people who really are passionate about Star Wars and probably are like super influenced that by Star Wars and their art. So yeah. and how they direct want to direct and create something. So I think that they just did a really good job of getting people who like just truly, truly care about Star Wars and they want to keep it. They want to probably progress it, but they also want to keep what was good, like what makes it so good. You know, what makes yeah. the old ones so good? What makes this world of Star Wars so impactful for people? So I, I think that Disney, just did, they did a really good job of hiring people and getting the right people uh, for the job. Yeah, like the, the, the cast in general is mm-hmm. actually very good, and the in, cast, in my yeah. opinion. The cast of the show um, is great, and it's, it's a weird cast of people. It's it like is. a weird cast where you don't, like, who would expect, like, fucking Carl Weathers and stuff, you know? And, like, freaking Nick Nolte is in an episode, and, like, Giancarlo Esposito. Like, Bill Burr is Bill Burr, and Bill Burr, uh, we'll talk my, about that episode, how he fucking yeah. kills it. Yeah, um, and he's one like <laughs> it's funny because he like ranted about his hate for Star Wars and yeah, stuff, I know. which is really funny. Someone made a video of like his of uh, his rant of Star Wars over his character talking to the. It's so good. <laughs> if, if you if you like uh, Bill Burr and stuff, you should check it out because it's funny as like fuck. Um, but like Pedro Pascal is the is the mando and he's he's great really good although i mean he's under he's in armor majority of it but but his voice when, is nice when he <laughs> when he spoiler alert he takes his helmet off and when he does his emotions on his face and stuff are very well done oh yeah, yeah. very good he's a good actor um but yeah and like and then you have cameos like timothy oliphant is in the first episode and stuff phenomenal like, and he I was phenomenal um, awesome. But anyways, let's start with the first episode. Yeah. Um, what really drew me in first off was the. it just starts in this world that you've never seen from Star Wars. They're walking through a dark city, dimly lit. There's eyes peering at them. They kind of look like Jawas, but they're not. Um, it's like So there's a little bit of an interesting thing. But there's graffiti all over the walls and stuff, and I've never seen that in a Star Wars world. Like this like slum graffitied wall. Um, what was the planet? I don't like, know I what played, the planet I, is. I, I, I wish I knew because I know one of the other things that this show does really well is it calls back to planets like Navarro mm-hmm. where um, they actually were prominent in uh, like video games and books of Star Wars. So I don't think that they created any planets specifically for the show. I think every single one of them has been a callback to some planet that has already been discussed somewhere. Yeah. Else. And that's fine. 
But it's it's like with the graffiti no, I like and stuff. That. Yeah, it's just like these parts of Star Wars that they really haven't shown before. You know, well, like, that's why I'm even if I'm it's curious, on the same planet, like what this planet was. Yeah, I I'd be interested too. I don't know what the planet is. Um, but I anyways, think I think it's the one from uh, uh, what's it called? The one that they do in the so in Solo. I think it might be. Oh yeah, where he's what from. The, yeah, where he's from. It seems like it a similar, like it would be, because that has a similar, like, slummy vibe to it. <clears throat> but keep but, going. Yeah, but anyway, that really got me already. I was just like, I'm on board with this, because you see, like, these, all this graffiti and stuff, and it's just, it's just cool, because they're not show like, a lot, they, the slums and most Star Wars is, like, on Tatooine and stuff, you know? Like, they're not hardcore showing you the slums on, like, a city planet and stuff. So I I just really like the the initial aesthetic that they presented. Um, yeah, I like that, too. I, th- I thought that was cool. And then they went into the, uh, what was it, um, like a, there was f- almost like a boxing. There was, like, a fight between event. those, I don't know what those aliens are, what those uh life forms are called but they're that was like a callback to uh return of the jedi because they were the they're like the guards that are with um jabba on jabba's thing those green dudes with the axes yeah um, and oh yeah the pig other. the pig the guys. guys yeah yeah <clears throat> which i really liked at that and then um it turned out like i mean he goes and he's he's trying to find a, another Mandalorian and um, the guy come to find out the guy's obviously trying to screw him over. But then in the end he met you're fucking with the wrong guy. Mando is a badass, And I, yeah. I like and he's that got he's just unbeatable a armor. Yeah. I like yeah, he's that. He's like almost unbeatable. Like he's just so good that and I, like, I don't I want him to be almost unbeatable. I like that. Like, I think it's the right way to go about it. Like, he's just such a badass that he's, he comes close, but you always, and it, the action is good, but you always know he's the best. And I, I really like that they did that. I just like that style of character. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I like that too. Um, he has what I feel like Boba Fett was supposed to be. Um like early early on i know boba fett comes back and whatever and he is he is a freaking badass but um i always pictured mandalorians to be freaking badass and uh i forget what the name of the Mandalorian. what is mando's actually actual name i can't even i think it's din is his real name um but i think he really exemplifies what i would have pictured like younger boba being like um, just an all-around badass bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then he's directed back to Tatooine, and um, he comes across uh, Timothy Oliphant's character, who is like the marshal of this town, who has he has Boba Fett's armor. And he, right. he, he, Mando wants the armor. But one thing that really... I really, really like about this episode is that they humanize sand people. 
Yeah. And I, I like fucking love that because they've been so dehumanized throughout the Star Wars universe to the point where they're just like these fucking barbaric people who give no shits about anything, you know? Like, they just murder and you don't have any feeling for sand people but in this they're trying to give you a little sense of like these dudes are just you know this is how they live their life and they're out here and they're struggling and they're people too and mando has taken the time to learn their language and you know be on he befriends them he's on their level so now you start looking and it's more impactful because they have to fucking kill this big old dragon thing and i felt sad when some of the sand people got eaten because it was (laughs) i mean it was kind of comedic the way that they did it where the one guy brings the like the elephant thing up (laughs) and locks it but instead they're using the animal's bait but instead it eats the guy and it's comical but it's also like oh shit man they just fucking ate that dude (laughs) and he was just trying to fucking help out yeah (laughs) you know so i i just like what what they did with that. They just made sand people more, you understand them more. Right. It makes them more relatable because they're just, just like anybody else. They're just trying to survive and do what they got to do. You know? Yeah. I, I also, the other thing I really liked about this episode is they showed you another like town in Tatooine, like Mm -hmm. most, uh, most Plego or something. Um, it was, I forget what it's called. I, um, I guess it doesn't matter. It's must something, but, um, it's, I like that they show you something that's not Moss Eisley and not Moss Espa because this planet exists. It's got to have some amount of people on there. Um, so it's nice to just see like a smaller town. That's not one of these bigger cities in Tatooine. And it's also, interesting to see that they're not plagued by the empire or anything it 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 shows that the empire sort of like another side of the empire which the empire was sort of maintaining order there and once the empire left and was broken apart the mining like these like mining gangsters came in and took over the place um and like almost killed everybody Mm -hmm. so it, it shows two sides to the Empire. And I think the season in, in general shows that. Like, we know that the Empire is bad and whatever. But the Empire is trying to maintain some sort of order. And even though you think something is just, like, fully evil and whatever, it does have some good in it. And in this case, it was keeping the order on these tat- in this Tatooine town. Yeah, Even I know for better or for worse. Yeah, I think that's another thing that they're trying to do and trying to show is that, and I think they did it kind of in Rogue One as well, where they show like where the people who are fighting for the Rebel Alliance, they're like, "Yo, we're not fucking good people. We right. we should we deserve to die, so we should go on this mission and die doing something that's good because we aren't good people." So they're showing like because obviously rebels were seen to be as the good guy and they didn't show any like bad aspects of them. And then in that they're like now showing that, Hey, they're not, they're flawed. They're not all good people. And in this one, they're showing that there's might be reason for people to want to be part of the empire and to, right. Yeah, exactly. That that's the big thing is like, you're almost like, 
why did these people invite the empire in? Like, why did they even allow them to come? Why? Yeah. These these people must be pretty bad. And why would someone want to work for the empire? Or or yeah, or they're just oppressed or whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe the empire is just coming in and oppressing them. But in this case, like you said, maybe there's a reason why some people liked the empire around. They live in um, in a place, Tatooine, that like has no laws at all. It's yeah, it's run like the Wild West. The, yeah, it's run by the Huts, who are a bunch of gangsters. So when you take out um, when you take out the uh, the Empire, then what else? What do you have? You Just you have gangsters. chaos. That's, yeah, you have chaos, or you got the gangsters. Um, and in this case. Jabba's dead, so so now you just have chaos. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's it's interesting how they added these like it expands the world so much by just seeing these little things and these small discussions. And the other cool thing I liked about this episode was the uh, callback to a crate dragon. Um, crate dragons are only in the books that I've seen before. They've never been in any of the cinematic uh, universe before this, and they were in video games, and that's it. Um, so it was it was kind of neat that they uh, did a callback to a crate dragon. Yeah. No, I, I liked. I really liked the first episode a lot. Yeah, and and the last thing that they do in this episode is they introduce Boba Fett back, and mm-hmm. I was ecstatic i it's not that i cared for boba fett as a character because obviously you don't see him too much but i enjoyed the actor who played um jango fett and i'm glad that they brought him back i like that australian guy i don't know why but i think he's he always seemed pretty badass to me yeah i liked him too um and yeah i was excited that they that they brought boba fett back and um Let's kind of, I guess we'll kind of skip around and I guess we can talk about Boba Fett a little bit since we, we brought him up. But I really like how they did Boba Fett in this because he's not, he doesn't have his armor. So he kind of has to build his arm. He wants his armor back. So he's not like fully really, he, he's just the guy underneath the armor right now. He's not right. fully Boba Fett yet. So he's not like, he's just looming. He's not like this super badass dude. You know, and I like that they kind of have to. Yeah, I mean, he's super badass. But once I, he gets the armor on, he's fucking right. like busting their faces wide open and shit, and just destroying dudes. But before that, he's like, he needs his armor. You know, it's like he's maybe like this, just this. He's flawed, like Iron Man. He's like a regular dude, you know. And he's like, well, I fucking if I want to be a badass again, I gotta get my damn armor back. You know. Um, yeah. And I, I just like how they did that. Instead of him just like flying in and being this badass Boba Fett guy, he's, I do too. He needed to be built a little. I mean, it's not that they need. They didn't even spend a lot of time on it. It's just that little bit of detail that they did was perfect for it. You know. Oh yeah, no, I, I really, I love how they introduced him, um, and I love that they introduced him without like his helmet or anything. Just like you said, he had no armor. Um, but what was really cool is. People who knew about Star Wars and had seen the prequels was like, "That's fucking Boba Fett right there. That that's him." Mm-hmm. And I I really I really liked that. You didn't need the helmet. You didn't need any of that. You just knew because that's the actor who played Jango Fett, and you knew it was Boba. Fett. Um, and 
you might have only seen, let's say you only saw Return of the Jedi, you thought that Boba Fett was dead. Well, if if you read about like in the books, I guess they took this from the books, he survives the Sarlacc pit. He gets out because of his armor. Um, and then someone revives him and like saves him. Um, and apparently they steal his armor after that. Uh, so I, I really liked uh, this whole thing. Um, and I liked that uh, what's his name or the Mandalorian was brought to Tatooine almost under false pretenses. Like they they bring him there almost under yeah. a lie. He's thinking he's going to meet a Mandalorian and it's <laughs> Just this guy who, Olafat, who, has, yeah, who has his armor. Yeah. Um, I mean, little does he know Boba Fett's a Mandalorian, but technically a Mandalorian, but still, um, he doesn't meet him there. So I, I, yeah, I think that was a great introduction uh, to this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you want to go episode? No, episode? we can skip the next episode because that <laughs> there's nothing to really consequential. Yeah, there's really it's nothing. The frog to talk. episode. It's the frog episode and the egg episode, and we kind of already talked about the eggs and stuff. The only thing that was awesome was that the spider creatures. Yeah, like, that was really cool. Um, it, I think this was like really the only like kind of super filler episode that really it moves him on his way, but it doesn't like really yeah do I agree. too much. But it, like for me, I don't care that it has episodes like that because they still built the world up nicely, and I was entertained and I liked it. You know. Well, yeah, and I I liked it too, just like you said, because it built the world, and I liked I liked that they have the creatures of Star Wars come back, like these these like. Um, oh, and the frog people very, were super cute. Oh, the, yeah, the frog people were super cute. But then you have like when like, they run to hug each other. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> it was like cool. It was a good emotional experience because you like I like the frog person, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, yeah, um, it was like a. It felt like another callback to the originals. Yeah, where you have these uh, weird, um, like vicious creatures of star wars and i think the prequels did it well i like we've said before beating a dead horse the sequels didn't do it very well um but if you think back to the originals just the originals you got that giant like space slug uh you have the wampa um you have the sarlacc and you have uh there's got to be another monster there um, in the first one, I think I, maybe the sand people, I guess you would consider monsters because you never saw them before. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was really cool. Like seeing them bring back the monsters and these giant scary creatures of star Wars. So I, I, I thought that was a cool yeah. episode. Because I mean, they did do it in the sequel with, when, uh, they were on the millennium Falcon was it the oh Falcon? yeah yeah that's and true they that did thing. they did have those like worm things yeah. that they were smuggling or but whatever. it wasn't like what it wasn't like how they presented it in mandalorian you know where there's this it, that was wild like it was awesome it was just yeah like, it was the that's the word for it wild it's like they met them in the wild yeah and just like you would the wampa or the accidental meeting of that slug thing 
so that mm-hmm. comes out of the meteor so yeah I, I just thought that was cool yeah and then the, I mean the next episode uh, is where you meet Bo-Katan and um, I think that they did a great job of of adding her character in and in the other Mandalorians in um, and I, all, that's another piece of casting that I really liked because it was uh, the girl from Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. who I really like. Uh, yeah, she's awesome. So, yeah. so um, that was cool that they brought her back. She almost doesn't look like she aged at all. That was, yeah, she that was She really, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't look like she aged that much, actually. She looks yeah, really she, good. She aged well. Um, um, and it was, it was a really good episode. I don't, I mean, there were... Yeah. Like, I, I just think I that they, not like a ton happens because they're just kind of introducing her character. Um, but the world is great. I mean, like we're saying about the world, it's always good in this. Like, they just do a good job with the, the world around them. And um, the way that they introduced her is just, was just great. Yeah, they uh, they talk about the dark saber and all that mm-hmm. stuff, which ends mm-hmm. up being a prominent thing which I think will be prominent in the next season. Um, I think that's like the, the only thing that they have to go off of right now. Um, but we'll talk about that in a bit. And yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting idea because the show is about Mandalorian and, uh, and you don't really know much about the Mandalorians unless you watched uh, the Clone Wars. And now you're starting to see what happened to Mandalore and um, hear more about the people it affected and actually a different kind of faction. So she's, he's part of this one type of faction who, who say this is the way, and she actually mocks him a little bit um, cause she's part of a different faction of the Mandalorians and she wants to become the leader of the Mandalorians. And one uh, added fact that i'm guessing you don't know because you didn't watch the clone wars but she's the sister of who used to be the leader of um the mandalorians so that's one of the reasons why she wants to lay claim to the throne um because she was the sister of i think Mm -hmm. it's the duchess or something yeah they don't really i mean they kind of touch on it in mandalorian where it's where she kind of says like i'm kind of her to the lead to being the leader basically at one point she like says she's like the leader or the heir or whatever i think yeah it's called the heiress the, the, the name heiress. of the episode yeah um but yeah they don't really i mean they don't go obviously you're gonna want to watch clone wars to get more depth of, of her character yeah um but yeah she's not even in clone wars that much either um but she, she but they're I good guess yeah i guess she's in rebels a lot mm, the, okay the, yeah that's another one i got i want to kind of want to yeah, watch that i hear well. that that's actually better i've, I've watched a couple episodes mm. it's pretty good um so yeah the, there's that episode then the next episode is the the siege and i actually really like this episode because it's like it's just like a heist kind of thing and I enjoy it. I just enjoyed that they added like a little heist uh, episode into this whole thing. And I think this one has a lot of like cheesiness that resembles old Star Wars kind of. Mm-hmm. I think and uh, Carl Weathers directed it himself. He did. Um, yep. And he did a really good job. And I think he probably 
it seems like that's the era of his cinema, like when he was in movies and stuff. So he probably really liked that about Star Wars. So he wanted to add it in because um, there's the, the the one bumbling character that follows them around. It's really like super Star Warsy kind of character that yeah. like he has so much uh, like jokiness to him. But there's like a serious seriousness about him that you, that makes him likable, you know. Like he's like, I don't know. There was a moment where <laughs> they're like behind a box, and he like ducks his head down like four or five times while they're shooting, <laughs> and then he just like ducks up and shoots the guy. And it's just like there's no. It doesn't seem like it should be funny, but it's fucking hilarious because the way that his character has been moving around and stuff. Um, I think it's Horatio Sands that plays him. Uh, but it was, oh, like, no. really good. He just did a really good job with that. And he, because he doesn't want to be there. And then <laughs> he's still, he's not, like, he's not, like, um, terrible to their cause or anything, you know. Like, he, he, you think he's, like, the most bumbling idiot kind of guy. And they're just, like, dragging him along. But he actually doesn't do anything terrible, you know. Yeah. He doesn't really he's fuck up not... bad. He kind of gets fucked over because they use his speeder and then they fucking crush it. <laughs> and he's like, was that my speeder? <laughs> yeah. It just had, like I said, it had that Star Wars. This this whole series has the Star Wars corniness. And this is one of the episodes that just like exemplifies that, just like you said. Um, and I, I just love that Star Wars charm there um, that they add. Yeah, and it's I love heist heist episodes in general um, of any show, and they have two this season. I feel like even the last episode is sort of heisty. Yeah, okay, definitely. Yeah, very. I mean, even the episode before was kind of heisty, where they where they go on to the ship and stuff. You know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's a lot of heist heisty kind of stuff. I mean, it is they they are like playing to the western style of you know star wars which is really cool because i feel like i feel i've always felt that star wars was more of a Mm westerny type of um type of series i think the only thing that could have gotten away from it not being that was the prequels because it was during a very well-established time period where uh there was like the senate and all that but after that, it's like the Wild West. Yeah. And, um, and also in this episode, they did kind of, they did a, like, kind of a callback to the Millennium Falcon in a sense where she he's, like, getting in the gun and, you know, they're, oh, yeah, they're yeah, dodging yeah. and he's trying to shoot the, th- the fighters out of the sky and stuff or, like, the speeders that are flying by. Um, and it just felt like, it felt new but also old at the same time you know and, and I, yeah, just, I, love, I think that they're doing a good job do, capturing that essence of star wars yeah i love those uh style of guns that they have on the ships where mm-hmm. they just have like people in those bucket seats shooting things yeah and and so. it does what star wars does great too where it's like when they shoot someone down there's a celebration and stuff oh yeah you know? like it's just those little moments where it just makes you, know, you feel like it's real I don't yeah. know because uh, that's what someone would do in in real life, like, and you and that's 
that even the celebrating is like a callback to uh, the the first Millennium Falcon fight that you see because because uh, Luke goes, I got one. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, what? Calm down, kid. <laughs> There's still fucking more out there, dude. <laughs> That's great. Fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, um, no, I I really enjoyed I really enjoyed it. It's not the the siege episode isn't the best episode, but I just really enjoyed it because it felt like a lot of callback to the to the old films. Yeah, agreed. Um, and then the next episode, in my opinion, was fucking amazing. Yeah, and they uh, this is it's the episode where they brought in Ahsoka um, to the world, and I really like this because it brings out the samurai side of right of star wars which is really awesome i really like the way that they did this show because everything is west mostly western style when it comes to mando because he's got the gun you know he's more of a he's he's more of a cowboy style dude but then when they introduce the jedi which is more of the samurai aspect of star wars the world changed into the samurai world and I think that that was just a fucking smart move that they did. I, that. I, I agree. <clears throat> and I, one weird thing, and I don't know if you agree with this, but I always felt like samurais were just like cowboys of the East. Oh, totally. Samurai is a similar the samurai movies. Like if you go back to classic samurai film, um, it's similar to Western because it's like a lot of, it moves very slow. It's a lot of like staring at each other and being like, okay, I got my sword, you got your sword, and let's fucking fight to the finish and, you know, see who's the best. And, yeah. and Western is very similar to that. It's like very slow moving. Although, I mean, these episodes move very fast. A lot happens and they, they're entertaining and they move fast. Um, but they're, the styles are similar and they intertwine with each other, I, I, I right. think. But they just, I just like that they, they're not like, there's a, there's a reason to why they're making it that way. There's a reason to why they made this episode look samurai because the Jedis are the samurai style. Like, and, and I like that they did that. I, there's no other episode that is, that is like this one. Right. With the same aesthetics. And no, I clearly agree. they like, did they it did for the a darker reason. tone. Yeah. 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 They did, they did that totally, um. For the samurai effect and i agree i i've always thought the jedi in general were just like uh um a parallel of samurai um or a symbol of of, of samurai um because they all they have that zen nature to them mm -hmm. as well um so but they're still willing to do some badass shit you know right yeah exactly and ahsoka is a freaking badass she is Total definitely badass. a badass in um in clone wars as well mm -hmm. uh she's very acrobatic and and this they, they they captured that essence of ahsoka i think very well i i am really upset when i watched this episode and then i read a bunch of things where people just didn't like the actress for some reason who played ahsoka who rosario think, dawson yeah they didn't like they they thought she did a bad I think she job did a great job but I think, I think a lot of people just like shitting on good things, in general. And I, I yeah, I, I think she did a great job too. And I, I've watched all of Clone Wars. Well, what did they want? The the same type of actress. She's older now. 
I, I have no idea. I, I don't know. Like, I, this is older. The voice actor uh, to this do is it. older I, Ahsoka. Th- th- that's young Ahsoka who has a childish like voice and stuff. Why? I don't get it. I don't. I well, mean, they might have wanted the one from Rebels. I think she's maybe. in Rebels. Too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. But, I mean, I think she did a really good job. I think that that's just people, yeah, like you said, people are just trying to nitpick, you know, like. Yeah, they nitpick it. small things because i i think this episode was very well done um i liked how he was going to give you you thought he was going to give um baby yoda to or groku to her grogu yeah grogu to her um i still call him baby yoda because it's just yeah he was trying he thought he was going to give it to her but she didn't want right she didn't want him because she has uh he has too much of an attachment with uh the mandalorian so um yeah she she wouldn't take him but yeah the the whole expedition into the city and them um going in and taking back the city was pretty badass and her fighting um all those all those people who ended up fighting i can't remember who ended up fighting the main bad lady was it ahsoka? Oh, ahsoka did yeah ahsoka did yeah she <clears throat> did i thought so um and then she had the spear right yeah she had the spear that's where he got the spear because yeah. she well first she offered him the spear if she if he killed ahsoka mm. but then he was like oh there's a jedi so that yeah. was his opportunity to go talk to her and yes they found out that his name is grogu and or the child's name is Grogu and I, I, there are people who didn't like that is that the name is Grogu and I'm Why? perfectly fine I don't know I'm per- perfectly fine with the name Grogu people and just have a I problem loved, with anything I loved that there was this like l- there's these sequences of him just like realizing Mando realizing that hey now I know his name and he he goes Grogu and then you go, he turns huh? and goes huh? <laughs> Grogu, Grogu, and it's so fucking cute and so well executed like they did a really good job with that yeah i i completely agree um i i really liked that and i don't understand people's hatred of a name it's a freaking name get get over it it's like someone naming their cat something you didn't like well too bad <laughs> you don't get a choice over the name it's a freaking name um what if they named him boda that'd be stupid <laughs> yeah you'd be like <laughs> yeah i don't know what I mean, what did you want what the people just be? not wanted him want him to have a name or something i don't know but yeah i mean I in the end he had to ha- he has to have a name you know like right um but I yeah I really love I really loved the episode and uh, like for the for the most reason for me it was the aesthetics of it and the way that they shot it like I just agree. going through the city and it has like the samurai uh, like or the like Asian style buildings and stuff mm-hmm. and all of that it was just a really awesome aesthetic and it just shows you another part of a world that they really didn't show in Star Wars, you know, another like Agreed. type of town that they haven't shown and it paid homage to what uh George Lucas does like and stuff. And I think they did actually consult 
a lot with George Lucas when they were making the show, and that might have I helped. They did. That might have helped them build this world because he, I mean, he is a really good world builder. There is no, he, he is. might not be the best director, but he's a damn good world builder and a great storyteller. So you want to consult this dude who know? I mean, he knows shit. He knows a lot of stuff about building a good story. Um, and I think they did. I think they sat in like tables with him and just were like, "Hey, is this good?" And he probably was like, "Uh, maybe this and this and this," you know. So. That's and I feel like that's probably what they were missing in the sequels is that you know Disney didn't I not talk too much about the sequels but I feel like they just didn't have a plan for no, the sequels it, it was like they made one they made the Force Awakens and it was okay but it was mostly just a callback to all the old to all the uh, old movies um, there and then. Now and then J.J. Abrams left, and then they got a whole new dude, whole new guy to write another. They got Ryan Johnson to write another script and all of this stuff, you know. So yeah, I just feel just, like there wasn't. They just didn't have a great plan. It was for disorganized. What they, were do. they wanted them. They were just looking at it and going, "We need to come out with something because we can make a lot of money. We want the money, right?" Um, I I also like that this episode was directed and written by Dave Filoni. Oh, totally. Who, who, yeah, he did. Obviously, he did Rebels and he did uh, Clone Wars, so it's. I think he did. He had to have done Rebels too. I'm pretty sure, but yeah, um, he directed and wrote this, so makes sense because he's also the one I think who might have created Ahsoka. So yeah, he did work on Rebels as well. Cool. Um, um, but yeah, so I mean, next... he did an amazing job. He did an amazing job and good for him I'm, I'm happy for him because i'm sure that that was like his full vision and he probably i mean it's probably something that he is really proud of so it's good I, good for yeah. him <clears throat> so the next episode is the tragedy which is where uh grogu gets taken um and this is when you actually fully meet boba fett and um, he brings back someone who you met in an earlier episode. I forget her name. Uh, Fennec or Fennec? Fennec. Fennec, yeah. <clears throat> and um, they meet up with the Mandalorian because they want the armor back, right? That's what he wants. He wants his armor. Uh, Boba Fett wants his armor back, and uh, Mandalorian's like, I'm not going to give it to you because... You're not. You're not really a Mandalorian. Um, and Boba Fett's like, no, I am, and he and he kind of shows him this. I am definitely a Mandalorian. My father was. That's because he's a clone of uh, his father, and he technically is a Mandalorian. So he gives him the armor, and um, I I think they make an exchange or something at some point, but um. I think he agrees to give the armor once they go after the kid. Um, yeah, he's he's uh, gonna help him get the kid right back. So, yeah, so he gives him the armor, and then Boba Fett immediately. He was already doing some badass stuff without his armor. I think he broke some people's faces, um, but then when he got his armor back, he just became absolute badass, and he has this like little um, little camera on his uh on his armor and he like shoots one of the cool things was 
he shot a uh, rocket at one of the leaving ships. Oh, yeah. and it blew up one and knocked into the other. Um, and Mando and says, I, "Nice shot," and he goes, "I was aiming for the other one," <laughs> which was it was such a good hilarious. fucking delivery. That was a good, yeah, it was a great, it was a great delivery and something I could totally see, just like Boba Fett saying. Yeah. So, in, in another thing, like we were saying, like. Mando's badass, Boba Fett's badass, Ahsoka is bad. Everybody, like almost everybody's badass. And you know what? I like it. I like yeah. that everybody's badass. Like Cara Dune is a fucking badass. Uh, like even in the next episode, we'll talk about Bill Burr's character is a fucking badass. badass. Like it, everybody in in Fennec is a fucking badass. Like everybody is badass in the show, and I think it's better for it. Like I don't think I like that people are these. It's just like this troop of people who are fucking awesome. Like I I don't know what would you like, rather have a bunch of bullshit who just sucks I mean well usually <laughs> you well don't I like watch that I like that there's no like bumbling fumbling like C three PO idiot you oh know? Like, yeah, yeah 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 like jokey side characters yeah I like that they, up, like yeah. I mean ever people have like uh, what's his stuff. name Jar Jar Banks yeah yeah there's no like and honestly I don't mind those characters like I didn't I didn't. I'm not a Jar Jar hater. Like, I don't mind Jar Jar. He's not a great character, but I didn't mind him. But it's just, like, they didn't add those characters in this, really. Like, there's some side characters for tiny parts that might... But even in the end, like we said about the other guy that follows them in the siege, he's not really that, like... You think he's a bumbling idiot, but he's not really that bad, you know? He, no, he's kind right. of He does he's some helpful. badass shit. He's pretty helpful. Yeah. And I, I like that they did that in this show. I just... It's usually... It's like nice to see characters that are flawed and stuff, but in this, it doesn't. You don't need them. No, you don't. And I they're agree. they're not like long episodes. You know, most of them are like thirty five minutes and stuff. So it's like you don't need to add this crazy depth of like, oh, there's some shitty people too. You know, <laughs> no, you don't need that. Not with not with the badass Mandalorians. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Mandalorians are supposed to be badass. If there was a bumbling Mandalorian in one of these episodes, I'd just be pissed. Um, yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't want to see a bumbling Mandalorian. But like, just there's really even no, like, like a no bumbling character. Yeah, there's general. really yeah. no like super duper like dumbass character. You know, that's like fucking up all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then so there's that episode, and yes, well, let's just say Boba Fett is awesome, and I'm glad he's back, and we'll yep. talk more about it. Oh, at the end of this. Well, one thing I did want to mention before we move on is another hater thing. It's I hate the people who are haters. They, <laughs> I hate the haters. I hate the haters. <laughs> and that might be an oxymoron. Fuck so. you if you're listening to this and you're a hater. <laughs> but <laughs> shut this shit off. I don't who care. Made fun of the actor for. They said he had a dad a, a dad bod. Get the fuck out of here. You gotta pick on the guy about getting older. He's a fucking old guy, man. He's a fuck. He's like almost seventy years old, I think. My God, he's not in bad shape. Yeah, he might have a little bit of a beer belly, but who gives a fuck, dude? (laughs) Boba Boba lost his suit and he's fucking drowning his sorrows in fucking alcohol. Come on, have a heart for this man. Have a heart. (laughs) Yes, and you know what though? You know what? And I agree with you because. That's not a knock on the character. That's a knock on the fucking dude who's playing the character. And I think that that's bullshit. 
Like, I fuck agree. off. You want me to go to your? You want me to go to your fucking job and be like, listen, you got a dad body, you ugly motherfucker. <laughs> you don't want that shit. So fuck off and shut your fucking mouth. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> this is I by mean, Stephen Rant for the day. You know what? If you don't like someone's body in a fucking show, shut your fucking mouth because there's probably a lot of people who don't like your body and they don't say a goddamn word to you. Yeah, so you know I what? Mean, Just because you have Twitter and you have fucking Facebook and you have fucking Instagram doesn't give you the right to tell pe- someone that they're fat. Fuck you. Well, yeah. That's no, my Stephen Rant I, I, for I the agree. day. <laughs> the, guy, the guy came back just to play, like, to reprise this role, and no one else could have come back to do this. And I, I, I would have been devastated if they put another actor in his shoes. And I honestly didn't think he looked he didn't he didn't I, look like he was like you know what fucking job of the hut and in, in <laughs> you know what i didn't even the first time i watched it i didn't even notice it because I, I, I watched notice i watched either. every episode twice um i thought and then i watched built. it again and i was like oh boba fett got a little gut on it <laughs> but i didn't care you know i was like <laughs> I was like, I didn't care. I thought it was like, oh, he's getting older, you know. It's fucking yeah. Boba Fett. He's an older dude, you know. He's still badass. Doesn't people with a gut? Like, have you ever seen the strongest man in the fucking world? Dude's got a gut, but it doesn't mean he ain't the strongest man in the fucking world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, like if you ever if you see the strongman competition, those dudes ain't like super thin with six packs showing out a lot of them got a big old gut because to be the strongest man in the world guess what you got to eat a lot of food it holds your power (laughs) and it's you know Uh, what it's more it's it's there's nothing wrong with that you're holding on to you know the the things that you love the foods that you love they're staying in your belly and you enjoyed it there's nothing wrong with that i got a little bit of a belly so fuck (laughs) fuck the hater <laughs> it's where I store my cookies, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on to the next episode, um, the Believer, uh, and this is where Bill Burr makes his reprise, mm-hmm. um, and he uh, he is phenomenal. I I liked him the first time he was uh, brought into the show in the first season, but I liked him even more in this because I think he became more endearing of a character and you learned more about him and the one scene uh, towards the end where he's talking about um, like I think something he did with the Empire at one point yeah so he's talking to he's he's talking to his the commanding officer that um, he fought basically sacrificed a bunch of people uh so like fifteen thousand people were killed and he and um bill burr's character mayfeld was was down there and he was the only he said he was the only survivor of all the people that were around him so he saw all these fucking people die and he and he basically is like well what the fuck reason was that for like there was no like he's so upset and he's like questioning this guy, like what what reason for? And then, like we were saying before about Empire and Order, the guy basically says it's to keep the order. Right. We did all of this, and and he said, you know what? People think they want freedom, but they actually just want order. Which, right. dude, I mean, there are a lot of people who are like that. Right. I think some people confuse freedom with order. 
like some some people think that giving order is actually freedom there's a there's a confusion and i think they're well, there's hitting, a balance there's a, there's a there is a there is a balance but i think they're hitting on these types of people because there are people who are like that um and i and i think they did a good job with that because it is showing that the empire maybe they're doing unsavory things but they're doing it because they think it's giving order to people right um and there's people who believe that that's what you should be doing is you have to sacrifice people to, to maintain the order um which and, is garbage is it is gar uh, it's absolute garbage like it's a it's a garbage ideal to have like sacrificing no. fifteen thousand people is actually chaos anyways like mm-hmm. you're killing a bunch of people but yeah you, you might be quote unquote maintaining order but at what cost um and i think that's what bill burr is trying to say he's just like you just killed all those people and like it was a very touching moment like you can bill burr did a very good job delivering um this whole like talk that he says or speech his delivery was fucking awesome spot on like it and and then I, I felt his anger. Almost. The tension, like when they go to his face, like Bill Burr was acting his ass off. Like he like was tearing up a little bit and like holding back his fucking anger and rage and trying desperately not to just fucking shoot the guy. And then he ends up just shooting him because mm-hmm. he's so full of rage. And Mandel's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> now well, we got to get the fuck out of here. But I think he I think Mando like gained a lot. Of, absolutely so much respect for him in that oh, moment. Yeah. Because he was like, this guy, you know, he, yeah, he was kind of like, he's a criminal, but he was a criminal because of the consequences of the world that he lived in, you know? And then, and and now you're seeing that he went through, Bill Burr's character went through some shit, man. He went through some shit. He saw some bad stuff and he's fucking pissed. And he's emotional about it. And he, you see that he actually does care for people. Like he cared about all these people that he was with. And he's wondering, he, he wants justice for them. And he, he gets his justice by killing the guy that fucking ordered those people to go down and basically sacrifice themselves. Another thing that I'll say about this episode too that I liked was... I didn't get this feeling when I watched it the first time, but the second time I watched it is it's this like now you're seeing this world where they don't like the empire being there. The empire is there and they're like, they're fucking taking shit and stuff. And then you see it because they're attacking the vehicles and stuff. And the, the thing that hits hit me harder was that, Mando's killing these dudes who are actually just trying to get the Empire out of their fucking land. You know, they're these guys are like these these people are revolting against the Empire because they're the Empire is terrorizing their land and destroying their world. And they are these are like they're almost like rebels trying to just get the blowing the rebel shit up or blowing right. the. Empire, Empire stuff up to get them off their fucking land, <laughs> and they're killing these people. And but they have to, you know, like it's and and you. The second time I watched that, I felt more like gravity of it, and especially as Bill Burr's talking and saying like all the people you sacrifice and all the and talking about it, and they're even even back further when 
in the one episode where you meet uh Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan, um the one guy was saying millions of people died on that Death Star. You know, when they blew the Death Star up. So now they're they're starting to touch on people losing their lives during these wars and stuff that you didn't wars, really yeah. think about as much. Right. In, in the other in the rest of the world they're touching on it here and I I I like that they're doing that. Yeah, s- same. I like that too. Um and one other thing I really liked was during that one particular scene where Bill Burr says the speech and then shoots the guy is the Star Wars charm comes back there with the guy <laughs> right after he shoots uh the officer a guy comes around with a tray of food (laughs) and just like stares and you don't know what's going to happen. And then uh, Mando just shoots him. But it was like hilarious. Just you see this guy bringing out like what looks like a school lunch tray. Yeah. (laughs) It just stands there and it it was just perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, it was kind of reminiscent of the um, Han Solo Greedo scene. Yeah. Um, not in the not emotionally the same because this this was emotionally much more in depth yeah. than that scene. But just the way, and I think it was like because Bill Burr is just kind of a badass where he just pulls his gun out and is like fuck it, and just blows him away. You know where they kind of took that away from Han Solo or. George Lucas kind of took that like away from Han Solo, but just the tension sitting at like this little circle table, you know, knowing that someone's going to, something's going to happen, you know, it's like what you said. Uh, it's, it's the wild west, the wild west tension. Yeah. Yeah, It's the wild west tension where you're like, something's going to happen here. Someone's going to shoot. I don't know who it's going to be. But I will say I, was very surprised at how good Bill Burr was at, at presenting emotional tension with his face. Like I was blown away by it and you can, you could just see it building in his eyes and the way that he was moving his face and stuff. It was fucking good. And I was very I, surprised by it. I was just like, Bill Burr is a good fucking actor. Holy cow. Like he's really I hope good. He acts more and stuff. Uh, just because I agree with you. I think he's a good actor and he's funny. Too. He's fun. His delivery he's a very of lines good are comedian, so good. And I think he's a very good uh, drama actor. Yeah. Um, as well. So I, I think I think he should start acting a little bit more. But maybe he doesn't he was, like it that much. He was in a couple episodes of Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, but he was just like a, a lackey. He was like a lackey, but he was good though. Like he still yeah, he had was. that like he delivery was. and stuff. You know, he just yeah, he, his del- delivery of lines is just like very good. Like just yeah, he knows how to say a lot. Like, I don't know. There's just some people who know when they present a line, but just like I don't know, he just has that for me. And he's got that funny Boston voice. Yeah, he's like, got not, the not like the hard Boston voice. He's got the funny Boston. You know accent. what? That's another thing that makes uh, this show really fucking good. We didn't. We should have been talking about it, but like, and especially like some of the alien dudes that got these like crazy. Like crazy alien faces, but regular voices. Like it's oh, yeah, just yeah, so yeah, yeah. fucking good. I love that so much. <laughs> it just because it's the juxtaposition, and it just works so well. It with, does. With this I don't know. It's just so good. 
And um, it is goofy seeing like a um, it's goofy, Boston but, accent in, yeah. in the Star Wars universe. All of these different accents together. And it works well, though, with this universe that they're creating. It does. I, I like it. Um, it does. But that was, I, I love that episode. Uh, Same. The acting, obviously. You know, it's good. And I was, I'm surprised by how good the acting is in this show, to be honest Same. with you. Same. Yeah, I, I think they like, do a great job. Um, so now on to the final episode of season two, which kind of blew me away. I thought they did a really good job with this finale. Um, I was kind of in awe of how they did it. it was, to me, it was another like heist type of episode. Um, this is where they're doing, uh, they're, they're rescuing Grogu um from moff gideon and i like how they start off um they they capture the shuttle um with that the dr pershing i think his name is um is that that's the first thing that happens right they yeah capture the shuttle, they capture that shuttle which was a really good moment in general because uh, they do this like standoff and just like you said with the thousands of deaths on the death star um, he, I think, talks Wait, that about, was where they say the... That is that where is they, where they say yeah. I was For some reason, I was thinking it was on the Eris episode, but that wasn't he, it. He says something mm-hmm. about, oh, you know how many people died on yeah, the Death Star. Yeah, that was where they were saying He's it. like, I was on the Death Star. I, I, and I it left. was Cara Dune who's having a back and forth because she's from Alderaan. Right. And, and it was like, really good because they were like, you blew up my fucking planet. And he's like, well, you guys blew up the Death Star. You want to know how many millions of people were on... The Death Star. Well, she first she says which one, right? And and then like after a while, it's another similar thing to the Bill Burr tension, where the tension builds to the point where she just blows his face off, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, and which was pretty fantastic. But it yeah, was. he, but it, he did cross some lines. Like he's just like you killed so many people on this Death Star, but I mean the Death Star shot first anyways and destroyed. Yeah. A freaking plan. And he was, and he was like, but he was basically like, and the people of Alderaan didn't matter, anything, right. anyways. You know, nobody gave a fuck about Alderaan. Yeah, yeah. So that that was a really good moment to just start off yeah. the whole episode with, and then it starts this crazy, um, this crazy heist, which they go in, and um, the plan is actually kind of cool. Um, they they call in and they're like it's not the normal thing where they're like oh um we just have these fake codes we're just gonna land here they're like holy fuck we're being shot at (laughs) we need to go in so they didn't even allow them to like check any codes or anything so they had boba fett shooting behind them and uh acting like he's gonna kill them and they're like you gotta let us in so i thought that was really clever a really clever way to get them into um, yeah. this ship rather than just the the same old, same old from Star Wars, which is, we got these fake codes. Oh, yeah, these codes are great. Um, instead, they're just like, okay, this is the ship, but we don't have enough time to check, so we'll just let them in. Um, and they go well, in. Well, they didn't they... really let them in. They they opened up the door, and they let TIE fighters out, and then they were like, you got you can't go through here. But they were like, no, we got to because he's relentless. And then they fly through this door. Right. That wasn't well, yeah. meant for them. 
it was meant to let the TIE fighters out. Yes, yeah, but <clears throat> eventually but it they're was still like, okay, awesome. pull back the TIE fighters. Well, they still didn't use the TIE fighters to shoot the shuttle because they still... No, they were going to shoot the TIE... Sure. They were trying to right. shoot Boba Fett down, but right. they did. They were saying, wait till all the TIE fighters get out before you come in, but they didn't. They just flew in. Right. Because well, they didn't want to give them time to, time to figure them out. To check them, yeah. So, which I thought was really cool. Um, uh, so they get in and then they just go out guns a blazing, which was really cool. Um, and they're really badass, just blowing through everybody. Um, and then they activate these dark troopers or Moff Gideon activates the dark troopers and which you, we, you do did see the dark troopers earl in an earlier episode when they captured Grogu. Right. But, but you didn't get to see how badass, badass they were. <laughs> so, uh, only mm-hmm. a single one escapes and starts attacking the Mandalorian. And my God, he, Oh, I thought he was going to get killed almost because he got the shit beat out of him by this one, um, dark trooper. He eventually wins, but he, he has the other ones locked and then he sends him out the air vent or the, um, just the airlock and they all fly out. Um, but they they do a little bit of foreshadowing in the episode. They said um, they eliminated, I think the doctor says this, uh, he says they eliminated the, um, the human factor inside of the suits, so now they're just fully robotic. So when you, when you see that foreshadowing, you know that those, those troopers are going to come back. Yeah. He, just, he sent them out in the space, but they don't need to breathe, so it doesn't really matter. Um, and you could already see that they flew, uh, in the other episode. So, um, then they get Moff Gideon and I, I think, does he, yeah, no, he goes to, he finds baby Yoda and, um, he brings out the dark saber acting like he's going to kill baby Yoda, which almost made no sense. But he said, uh, he didn't need him anymore because he already took his blood. So, um, then there's this like epic fight between him and, uh, the Mandalorian, Moff Gideon and the Mandalorian, um, with this dark saber. And I thought it was another cool thing. They did more foreshadowing. Their foreshadowing was actually pretty well done because they, they talk about the dark, dark saber, but like in passing and they say, say that the only thing it can't cut is Beskar. Mm-hmm. which is his armor. <laughs> so it's his armor and the uh, spear. So the, it, it just like foreshadows to this moment where he, he can fend off the Darksaber. Um, and there was this other cool thing that I just uh, recently read when I was reading about the, the Darksaber a little bit, and someone brought up a pretty interesting point. Um, the whole fact that the Darksaber can't get through Beskar is actually kind of cool because it means that the Mandalorians because it's a Mandalorian item they want to shy away from Mandalorians fighting other Mandalorians because all Mandalorians have Beskar right that's their armor Um, so if you have the Darksaber it actually can't cut through Beskar so it's not actually meant to fight their own kind which is almost kind of a, a cool little thing um, that I never would have thought of before. Um, 
but yeah, so he ends up defeating Moff Gideon and uh, he gets the sword and they, they bring him for some reason he spares his life, which that's the only, that's one of the biggest things that kind of annoys me is that he spares Moff Gideon's lives. And you could say, oh, well, he's just kind of a nice guy who cares about life, I guess. But I don't understand the purpose of keeping Moff Gideon alive. He killed all the other stormtroopers. It's not like he's trying to spare people's lives. Must be but... they have him in play for something in the next season or something. Well, I yeah, I, I know. I know <laughs> it's like a, um, it's something probably needed for the story, but it's still like why would his character keep him alive? It doesn't make much sense, but whatever. Um, so then they bring him in and the dark troopers come back and it pretty much seems like they're going to kill everybody. But then a lone X wing comes in and at first you're like, the fuck is this? I didn't, I didn't know right away. Did you know right away, right when you saw the X-Wing? You knew, like, when yeah, you saw the X-Wing. I was like, that's got to be Luke. Who, who else could it be? The only, Like, I was talking to my buddy, and he was like, he initially thought it was Cal from the Fallen Order. And yeah, I was like, that would have been, cool been fucking cool, in my opinion. That would have been, really, been cool. really fucking cool. Honestly, I think that would have been cooler than Luke. It, just my opinion, because, I mean, I love Luke, and I'm happy to see Luke. But it would have just been cool to see that they're taking note of a fucking video game and adding a video game character into this universe. Like, that would be so fucking awesome, in my opinion. Like, yeah. connecting these other universes that they've created. But, I mean, Luke is... It's awesome to see Luke again, you know? Like, yeah, not, knocking, so... not knocking Luke, because I fucking loved it. I'm yeah, very yeah. happy to see him. I just... When he said that, I was like, oh, damn, that would have been cool as shit. That would have been cool, <clears throat> uh, Cal being in it. Though, um, I don't think he had an X-wing, so it wouldn't have made much. Yeah, sense no, no. But who knows? I mean, if he if he was uh, working with Luke to to collect more Jedi's, you know, like then Luke maybe let him use his X-wing or something. Like there could have been an explanation for that. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Then at first, I didn't know it was Luke. I thought it was just like a pilot or something from because they had other X-Wings throughout the show and none of those people were Luke. But then I was thinking, I'm like, why would a random, a single pilot come in? <laughs> what the hell would they Yeah, do? I knew just from the way that they drew, the way that they built that scene, I was like, it's got to be Luke because what other badass is going to come in and save them? Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. Luke's a badass. He just destroys these dark troopers as if they were nothing. Um, and I also like this was another like a, another reason why I really like this end too. And just like in Rogue One, where they really show off how badass Darth Vader is, they do the same in this, where they show how fucking how fucking good Luke is with the Force. You know, which I don't think they did it justice in the sequels either. Like in this one, I they agree. really show like he just he goes through these dark troopers like they're nothing. Like they're absolute. I, they in like Mando has has been badass through the whole series, and he had trouble handling one, and Luke just fucking rolls through, and destroys everything, you know. And that just shows how powerful he is. Right. When Mando yeah. is super powerful and he can, barely can beat one, now you show the gravity of how 
powerful the Jedi's can be, you know, and Luke, right. how powerful Luke is, which they obviously, you know, Luke's powerful, but it just, they haven't, didn't really show this like badassness in him, you know? No, I, I completely agree. Um, and I think that was needed because I think that the originals, I mean, he, I guess he was sort of badass, but the, um, the technical prowess back then wasn't very good yeah so you can you couldn't see you couldn't show like crazy acrobatics or anything like that um because that was just like stuntmen yeah. doing things all you have is stunt the, them jumping standing around. with a lightsaber and just being like mom, 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 yeah mom, they're mom. <laughs> yeah they're like they're like uh they're they're fighting with like bastard swords at that point yeah um, it's they're like, not doing anything crazy. there's no crazy stunts or anything they're just fighting and in its own time it's badass but as they progressed the world like once you start showing darth maul and shit and people going crazy like obi-wan and qui-gon having this crazy lightsaber battle then like you've hit this like peak where you're like well luke wasn't that badass was he right (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so this is sort of like a redemption for him and it was it was amazing like you even they even added a moment where he just like force crushes. Yeah, one the last another. one he just like crushes which, it, which was really cool. Like you needed to see that because he is the one who defeated Darth Vader, pretty much. Um, he yeah, who was the most badass father. fucking one there was. And he, yeah, he was most badass. And this is his son. So his son must have some sort of fucking badassery, and mm-hmm. he does. So um, they they do the big reveal, and they end up handing uh, Grogu over to Luke Skywalker. I'm not going to really talk about the CGI. I didn't really like the CGI of Luke, but they did. They had to do what they had to do. So agreed. I so, feel, feel the same way. Um, they get they give Luke. Uh, Grogu and the moment was actually really sad. Um I I was sad for Mando um handing over Grogu cuz it it was yeah. like a touching moment. It was like his if you watch this this season especially intently, he formed a really strong bond with Grogu and it made this moment really touching. And the fact that he pulls off his helmet, like he's like, okay, the one thing I don't do just lightly, I'm going to do it right now just for you. And then, like you said, he, Pedro Pascal, is that that's his name, right? He shows the so much emotion fucking crazy Phenomenal. i mean i it's will say so i am an emotional dude and i cried that's just i mean i'm sure a lot of people didn't but for me it's just a good moment and it, I, is. I, it was sad but also beautiful because you have the mando starts off like when this show first starts he's a he's all he is is a badass bounty hunter mando like that's it you right. don't they don't present him with a heart and he builds up a heart because of this, like, it's, it's, there's a, um, it's like a samurai, it's a kind of samurai movie. Shit, what's the name of the movie? 
it came out in the 80s but there's this movie where a samurai has a kid with him and he's like take taking this kid around with him and the samurai is just this badass dude but he starts to change in his heart you know he starts to look at this kid and his thoughts of the world changes he's still a badass dude but there's like it shows the heart of this. It's not as cold. And it's, uh, I think the Mando is similar to it. Yeah. They might've gotten, they may have gotten the idea from this movie. Um, I don't know why I can't think of the name of it, but, um, I just felt that moment where, you know, he, Mando had completely changed for this kid. Like he, he, earlier he had sent that message to Moff Gideon where he was like, he means more to me than you'll ever than you'll ever know. Right. You know, like and it's Mando, dude. Like he's just a he's a fucking bounty hunter, and you like this guy is telling telling these people, showing his emotion of how much he cares for this this child that I mean, he's never they haven't shared a conversation with. They've just traveled together. You know. Right. Well, um, not only that, he he uh, he sort of saved his life early on at one moment i remember um grogu like i think it was like the third episode or something like that he was fighting like this bull creature and the the creature was like gonna kill him and um and grogu used his force powers to like make him fly um instead so i think i think that was one thing that brought him really close to the kid but yeah just traveling together with the kid and almost uh having like this father-son relationship he even has him try to fix the ship at one point which um i think really showed almost like a father-son moment where he's just like oh yeah just put put this here uh put the red wire where Mm -hmm into the yo i love that moment yeah and and like that that was perfect it was like the perfect father-son moment um him calling him by his name that those few times it's just it it made this moment very believable um and very touching so i'm sad to see uh to see baby yoda go um but i'm also happy to see the show kind of move in a different direction so we'll we'll see what the next objective for the mandalorian is um i i think it's going to be the dark saber i think they're going to build off of that in the reconstruction of mandalore yeah so i th- i think that's the next thing that that they're moving into i do wonder what um they're going to do with baby yoda and luke skywalker because at some point they must separate um well, because all the he jedi doesn't die. exist they all die i'm pretty sure who killed Un- oh, under they... luke's like they they were found and everyone was killed oh that's right so then the assumption is that grogu also dies so um at that point yeah, uh, if you think about it that way, I mean, there might be maybe they go into the future, you know, and he and they reconnect somehow. Who knows what they're going to do? But like you said, I think 
I would agree. I think they're going to play off the dark saber story that they're that they're doing, and I don't think Grogu is going to be in the next season. We'll see though, because they might. the other there's two things that they could play off of, and they might play off of both the dark saber and the Mandalore story, which I think is the most probable. And then they have the the blood. So they took the blood. He says, I have the blood of the kid. That's all I need, right? That's what Moff Gideon said. Maybe he was lying um, or whatever, and it seems like he was. But he took Baby Yoda's blood, so maybe they do something with that. But why they would bring him back for that particular reason, I don't know. Um, But I, I was talking with someone else, and... Um, and they said that they're thinking it's leading to a, uh, like an Avengers type of moment, um, where all of these other shows will come together to be one big episode or something. I really hope they don't do that. <laughs> it does <laughs> kind of seem I like they honestly that. don't like those types of things. I, I don't think either. It sacrifices. Uh, the main story because it and forces the more you to have stories. what what it does is it's going to force them to have to build into these other stories. Yeah, you know, so it, like you said, it's going to be a sacrifice in some places because they're going to have to sacrifice parts to push into this story. And yeah, I right. hope I really hope they don't do that. I really hope like I'd be fine if they like randomly crossed over every once in a while. Right, you know, I think that like that's kind of they cool. randomly meet each other, but not force an ending just to be this like badass thing where everybody gets together and fights because they're already fucking doing stuff like that. Right, and they're I, not, and it hasn't been forced. I want to sit. I want to say the acceptable level of uh, cameo is how they did Ahsoka, <laughs> where she was there for that one episode. So it was badass, great moment, and then she was gone. That's like perfect. You don't you don't need like an Avengers type of moment where everybody's fighting together for a long period of time. Just like a meetup or something like that in passing is yeah. really cool. And that's like, how they've been you, doing You know the show. that you're like yeah, and when like Luke these Skywalker, characters are Luke in a Skywalker came in, that's good enough. He's yeah. gone. I don't need to see Luke Skywalker again. He's he's doing his thing somewhere else, and it probably has nothing to do with the Mandalorian. So keep them separate. Yeah. Boba Fett came in and he um, he did his thing, and it looks like he's starting another show. So he doesn't really need to be um, together. The they, Book of they Boba. Yeah, Book of Boba. So um, and let's just quickly talk about that last scene. They did bring another character back oh yeah big bib fortuna yeah Bib fortuna looked like he was turning into job of the hut that motherfucker got fat you want to talk (laughs) you want to talk about someone getting fat bib fortuna but guess what i'm not saying the actor it's the fucking character the alien (laughs) the character of big bib fortuna got very fat and he did and and (laughs) it made me at first i was like is that how all like huts look? Maybe they all look skinny and then they start to turn into these really fat things. 
eventually because it looked like he was starting to change into Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, he was, man, because all he does is sit in a fucking chair and they feed him shit. (laughs) Yeah, but I I don't think he doesn't look enough like a hut to no and i think i mean he's got part anyways maybe he's part of a hut because he's got the long (laughs) long (laughs) pony knob yeah that looks like jabba's tail that was that was a hilarious scene um i thought with them just taking him out one thing that i'll say that this show does really well in in that end scene is a good example of it is the way that they place characters in angles to be like super picturesque mm-hmm. like like with that end scene boba sits on the the throne and fennec grabs like the blue liquid and is drinking on the side and it is just a badass looking thing and they do that throughout the entire series of the mandalorian there's a lot of like moments where people are standing in a certain spot and there's just good like i guess it's i guess it's called like blocking where they like have things positioned and stuff there's really well done like very well done um throughout the whole thing but that definitely capped it off for me at the end was when they show that and it's just a badass moment um and I'm happy to see that they're doing a spinoff show because it could be really cool. Yeah, um, it could be. I hope so. And they they did announce that because people were worried that that was the third season of The Mandalorian would be the Book of Boba, but they did announce that no, it is a full its own uh, spinoffs, and it's right. coming. Out, they're coming out at the same time, which is awesome. So I'll be excited to be able to watch Mandalorian and Book of Boba at the same time. Yeah, that's cool. I'm, and I'm excited. Made, I'm sure they're probably going to do like parallels of each other, you know, which will be really cool. A, a lot of these I'm actually pretty excited I'm excited for, for all of them, I, to be honest like, with you. I, I think I haven't seen one that I was... There was one I think I was like, I don't really care that much about that one particular character. But for the most part, um, I think at least eight of them I... I think I'm going to be excited for. Still I'm, most excited for the Obi-Wan one. I'm really excited to see Ewan McGregor because I loved his portrayal of Obi-Wan. Um, and it's going to be weird. I don't know how they're going to use Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader because he is not the voice of Darth Vader. So is he going to be the voice of Darth Vader? That the voice wouldn't make sense because it's really uh, James Earl Jones. <laughs> so is he going to take off his mask? Is he going to talk? I, I Yeah, but is, is, is this definitely a definitive, like, while he's Darth Vader, this is Obi-Wan? It could be a flashback. Is that what you're saying? No, I don't know... I I mean I haven't really read about the Obi Wan spinoff, but is it uh, definitely taking place while yes he's become Vader? He is Darth. Yeah, okay. it says Hayden Christensen is Darth Vader, not Anakin Skywalker. So and it takes place when you know Obi-Wan what it could be. Older. It could be like. Yeah, like flashbacks and stuff like that, um, which would be it, awesome. And I, I'm I'm happy that they they've gotten Hayden Christensen because he's gotten so much fucking hate from people, and the dude did did really he didn't do anything wrong. What we've what everyone has come to find out 
by watching these fucking prequel movies so much is that George Lucas does not know how to fucking direct dialogue. And that's just a well-known thing because I love Ewan McGregor, but watch the prequels. His dialogue delivery is not that great. And it's because the way that George Lucas directs. So, and, and even look at Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman is known to be, dude, she's a fucking Oscar nominated actress. And guess what? Watch her delivery. It ain't that good. It's because the way George Lucas directs things. I think he likes this like dramatic uh, soap opera style of directing, which is try to act super dramatic and then sit here for 10 seconds while I film your face. <laughs> That's what he likes. And it, yeah. it just didn't work that well. Although I like the prequels, I just think a lot of that stuff just didn't work that well. Yeah, um, one thing I know about Hayden Christensen is he hates sand. And it yeah, gets all Hayden over. Christensen <laughs> hates sand. But no, I'm glad that they're bringing him back, and I'm glad that a lot, a lot of people are still... I think a lot of people are starting to come around to the prequels and realizing that they're not really bad. It's no. just a lot of the execution wasn't the greatest. Like, the story and the world that was built is good. Like, it's actually yeah. very good, and it's like, and I think people are understanding that after they're, uh, after they watched the sequels, the sequels and after you've watched like the Clone Wars and Rebel shows, like that this world that they've built around these characters is a good world. And the, right. and the, and the uh, prequels actually were building blocks to that world. Agreed. Um, but it's nice to see that he's coming back because he deserves to come back and enjoy the star Wars universe. Like a lot of other people have been able to, he just didn't, couldn't enjoy it because he was getting hated on so bad. And even the kid who played, uh, young Anakin, Jake Lloyd, he got a lot of hate too, to the point that it gave him like super bad depression. Yeah, He went crazy and he went fucking crazy. So listen, like people who like to give other, these are, they're human beings and you can't confuse if you don't like the way that they acted in something don't fucking put hate on the person it's fine to right. not like a character and this happened to the guy who played jar jar too he got a lot of hate for being just who he is and that's fucked up and just like you're saying about uh, we're saying about the actor who plays boba fett people are talking about his body and stuff and i just think that that's wrong like because yeah. you're and you're hating a person and not hating it's different than hating a character you know when you hate an actual person it can affect their life because so many people everybody has a voice now and this is more of a steven rant but everyone has a voice now and we all have to understand that people who are portraying characters are acting like they're not they're not the character themselves they're an actor and even if they might even if they're not a good actor and we've seen it even in the the sequels. We saw it with uh, the one character, the Asian uh, character. What's her? I forget the actress's uh, name. But she got so much hate that she deleted all of her social media accounts and everything. Yeah, like, I know. And, and it's so fucked up. And she wasn't even bad. Like there was nothing bad about her. It was just people didn't like the the story that they created around her. It wasn't that she was a bad actress or anything. People didn't like that story, and it was not her fault. They fucking wrote her into it. She, who's gonna turn down Star Wars? You know. Moral like, of the story is don't be don't an asshole. Use social media. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, 
I'd say just don't be an asshole. Yeah, don't. And be just an think about what people need to think about is: Would you like it if millions of fucking people put on your account that you're a piece of shit and they hate you? Would you? How would you feel? You'd probably want to go kill yourself or something. You know, that's what. Well, yeah, for no reason. For no to. fucking reason. There's no yeah. reason for it. Just because you don't like a movie? There's no reason. That didn't affect your life. People were like, oh, it ruined my childhood. No, it didn't. You ruining it by saying that. (laughs) You're letting it ruin your childhood. A movie doesn't... Just because you don't like a movie doesn't mean you can still go back and watch Star Wars and enjoy it. No. You just don't have to have that movie if you don't like it. (laughs) It's people's own choices on that. It's not anyone else's choice. You've made your own choice to be a fucking douche. Agreed. Yeah. No, I agree. But with that, <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> we will we should end sign the podcast. off. But a um, Stephen rant. <laughs> but uh, we really hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, look forward to the Mandalorian season three and all the rest of the Star Wars installments. And um, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and I'll end it by, even though I laid into people with a Stephen rant, I care about you, and be safe during this holiday season. Yep. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.